0: Hey, hey, y'all! Welcome back to another episode of Empowerment with Elizabeth. Today I'm here with my sweet new friend Hayden Hopkins, and this is a little bit of a fangirl for me because I didn't tell her this before we started, so she's like, "What?" Um, <laughs> but whenever I was in middle school, I still remember whenever you were on the cover of that dance magazine, and my dance studio like got it shipped to our studio, and I was like, oh, "Hayden Hopkins, so <laughs> like, she's so amazing!" And I was like, "I'm a leg girl myself," so. I always just like (laughs) loved you because I was like, wow, like you can be an amazing dancer with like crazy legs. So, um, so yeah, so I'm so excited to have you on. I'm so excited that you responded to a random girl that you don't know. so nice. Um, so tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: So again, my name is Hayden Hopkins. Um, I am 26 years old. I have been dancing since I was two. So, a long time. Um I have one little sister. She did rhythmic gymnastics. So a lot of people kind of get it confused. She did start out dancing. She does rhythmic, well she retired, but she did rhythmic gymnastics. Um she was on the Olympic team, Team USA for that. Uh She retired last year. Um I retired last year as well. So we kind of it's always a joke. People are like, oh, what do you do now? It's like, well, I'm retired. They're like, well, how old are you? And same with her. She just turned 20. So she retired when she was like 18 or whatever. And so everyone always kind of makes fun of us for that. But um, we're super close. Uh, I have two cats. Um, I sound like a crazy cat lady, but now I have two cats. Um, I live in Las Vegas. And yeah, that's pretty much
0: it. I love it. Talk to us, kind of walk us through your dance journey. You said you started dancing when you were two. Your sister yes. did too before rhythmic gymnastics. So kind of walk us through what that looked like. Did you do studio? Did you dance with your high school? Like what what all did what all did that mean?
1: So I got I would like to say that my competition journey really took off when I was 10. Um I was at a studio for a while. I did compete probably starting like my first solo was like six or seven um I got really serious about it when I was 10 or 11 went to another competition studio I did groups for like few years and then it was kind of pretty clear that I um I love group routines but I was more of a soloist uh and so I kind of that was around the time where like conventions were getting very intense very serious um and so I kind of like took a step back and looked like what do I really want I mean I know it's like what does anyone want when they're 12 or 13 like that's it's kind of pivotal age when um people either quit dance or they stay in it so you know it's like high school starting and people either want to hang out with their friends or they want like a life so uh I chose dance was going to be my life and then did a bunch of conventions again I kind of became a soloist I went to a studio that was um I don't know if anyone remembers like that edge in california but i had a studio like that back home and it was like 12 and up 13 or up um and i didn't do end up doing groups there that was a competition studio as well but i just trained and i went to um pacific northwest ballet and took like ballet classes in the morning i became homeschooled around that age um and i don't really you know push for homeschooling but it is what worked out for me Um, So I was still doing conventions, traveling around as uh, a lot, going to LA, um, made a ton of friends in LA and just started kind of my dance life then. So I had like my two to 10, then I had like my 10 to 12 and then like 13 to like serious stuff. Um, I went to college for dance when I was 17, 18, around there. And I lived in New York and went there for a year and a half and then got into Cirque du Soleil when I was 19, and I've been in Las Vegas ever since. I
0: love so. it. I love it. So talk about what happened <laughs> for you to Cirque du Soleil. Um, you know, because I've I've never seen it in person. Unfortunately, I'm really bummed about that actually. But um, but talk about you know like why like as a professional dancer you said you were in New York and then like you went to Las Vegas and like how did that happen? <laughs>
1: it's a funny story so I honestly didn't know that Cirque had dancers at all you know when yeah. you think of it's very circus based and like acro and flips and stuff so I, I I had been to Vegas every single month for nationals never saw the shows and and didn't really think about it um and one day I was I was unhappy at my college that I was at and it was like Uh, sophomore year first semester and I got a Facebook message and someone was like hey this casting director is trying to get in touch with you like you have too many Facebook messages or something like please check what's going on with you right now so I looked and someone was like um urgent we are looking to kind of recast Mystere um, and we're interested if, if you were interested. So it's kind of a funny story because I, I had no idea about it, knew nothing about it. Someone was like, please look at your DMs. And I did. And then we were kind of going back and forth. And I remember it was like around finals time a little bit. And so it was like, I was like, I don't really know what's happening. I would like to switch schools. You know, I was interested in applying to another school. I loved New York. It was just like a really cold, interesting time and I was like you know what like this is I think this is a sign so I went back and forth with the person and long story short like a week later she was like here's the contract look it over um we would need you to relocate in a month and a half which was perfect like I was going home for Christmas break and I signed it and I remember like I got uh, like a call during like one of my classes and they were like yeah. Okay. Like you signed it. You know. Can you start February twenty fifth? And I was like, okay. Like it was. It was. I still really know what know what was going on. And and I remember I I left school like uh and moved back home for a month and then came to Vegas and I was nineteen and I still didn't know what I was getting myself into like. I, I saw the contract, I saw what it said, and then I went there and I was like, wait, like I still don't know what's happening. So it was it was interesting. It was it was one of those cool things where like I I didn't audition for it. So I'm very lucky that I just got like a Facebook message and they are like, would you like to? And and it was kind of like I am not really happy at my school, so sure, I'll check it out. <laughs> and then I went and it was amazing so
0: yeah <laughs> okay so talk about you know, you've know you worked you said New York Vegas Los Angeles back home you've been all over the place in the dance industry so talk about what is the most difficult thing about being in the dance industry
1: that is a great question um people ask me that all the time actually and I think looking at dance now it's changed a lot from when I was growing up um I just, you know, there's not, I don't think that since COVID, the opportunities are the same for starters. I don't think that there's, you know, as much auditions. There's not a lot of work going out. There's not a lot of new things happening as there was, let's say like 10 years ago. Um, I think the opportunities are different. I think the culture itself is different. Um, If I had to choose something difficult about it, I would say it's one of those who you know Industries and I think it's really hard explaining that to people and and it's it's kind of one of those things like if you are financially well off I think you have more opportunities um I think that if you if you have the means to continue to go to conventions or to go and and see these teachers that teach every weekend like they get familiar with your face and and not everyone can do that so it's you know it's it's like not everyone has the same opportunities to start out with if you can go to one convention a year that's great there's people going to 10 and the, the teachers see them 10 more times than you so already the opportunities are a little different um i was a kid who had to like choreograph my own solos just because financially it wasn't I, my family wasn't able to get the eight hundred dollars solo from these teachers you know so that set me apart already so I feel like I had to work harder than a lot of kids so definitely opportunities are different for certain people um and I think that's with everything honestly but dance it's very very known it's a who you know industry you know if you grew up going to this person's studio and now they they're choreographing for this music video it's like who are they going to choose, you know, that person that they see all the time, or that paid them to do their solo all the time, like, or some random kid, you know, it's, it's, it's hard. So it is one of those who, you know, things, which I always try to tell people, like, go to as much as you can, that you can afford to and, and, you know, researching things. And YouTube was so big when I was growing up. And it's like, definitely not the same (laughs) anymore. Like, I would search like YouTube videos all the time. But YouTube is not big anymore so that kind of sucks but the beauty about like a couple of years ago was everything was online for COVID so people were teaching online classes and that was another way to to get familiar with other teachers and I think not staying comfortable in one style um is also very important but it's definitely a who you know industry and you either get really lucky and you know, know everyone and, and, and they remember you from step or you just kind of like stay in your, your little zone. And so it's always like, you know, you can work so hard and be the best dancer and they don't know you. And there's someone else who they see all the time or friend of a friend and, and nine times out of 10, they're going to choose that person, even though you could be the best dancer, you know, they're not going to choose you. It's, it's just a luck thing. Unfortunately, I wish it wasn't, but it's
0: a luck thing yeah <laughs> I think that's very like reassuring though like even though like that does suck about the dance industry it is yeah. kind of comforting because it's it not always for you
1: could <laughs> yeah. literally be the best dancer out there in the class in the studio in whatever they're not they might not pick you you know it's just it's one of those things I think it is with every industry but dance it's very heavily shown I don't necessarily know how much it is the same right now versus like five or ten years ago but from what I hear sometimes I think it is the same a little bit and I don't feel like it'll change but yeah one of those things
0: that's what it is okay so side talk about your favorite thing about being a professional dancer
1: I feel like there's always something to learn um I have gotten back into teaching and choreographing and you know sometimes my love for dance falls out um we could definitely talk about that later because I do <laughs> like they're liking dance but I think there's always something to learn I think that dance gets very redundant and sometimes I'll go and like I'll choreograph or teach for like a little eight year old let's say and like they love dance so much and you're like oh like that's what it's like to, you know, love it so much and to work so hard. And so it's it's nice to go around and see, you know, how dance affects kids and stuff. And it's, you know, the people who stay in it and get very serious about it. It's nice to continue to see people's journeys and remember why you trained so hard. Remember why you gave up friends. Remember why you like did all this. It's nice to see it sometimes and remember like, ah, oh, this is why, I did it and I gave up my life and I, you know, changed everything for this. But that's always nice to see that there are people who still love dance. Even if I don't, sometimes I'll walk into like a class and like some kid is trying so hard. And I'm like, oh, like I need to remember this. Like I used to try so hard. I need to continue, not even in dance, but like in everyday life. Like
0: yeah. I'm
1: really like Pilates again. And so sometimes I'm like, no, I'm so tired. and But it's like, no, like remember why I I started like get up and go to class you know what I mean like continue on something and it's really nice to go around and see each state like you know people still love dance and I can I gotta remember that I gotta get back into like you know you can still work hard in it and and not be not be affected by everything else
0: yeah I was I'm recently or before I started this I was doing um I was like making a TikTok that. Like I saw somebody else make and it was like dancing through 2023 so you like do like a video of you dancing in each month and I like realized how many like different like locations and places that I danced and you were talking about you know like your relationship with dance changes like very often and I feel like that's a shared experience with every dancer and I was like looking back at it was like January and February and I was like oh I did not like dance at that point. And then it was like March and I was like, oh, that was one of my favorite combos that I've ever done. Like, So talk yeah. a little bit about your relationship with dance, you know, like the ups, the downs, the in-betweens.
1: Yes. So I, I retired from Cirque. Uh, well, now I want to say, I wasn't going to say last year, I guess, December 31st, 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, I did years with them and it was a, you know, roller coaster of emotions. You do two shows a night. 10 shows a week, you 480 shows a year. You get like two months out of the year where you get nine days off. So first year, amazing. Like, you're like, oh, this is so cool. And, and I'm such a performer girl. Like, I love being on stage. Um, So that is, is so fulfilling. And then, you know, you kind of get to your second year and it's like, ugh, things are starting to hurt a little bit. And then you just, it keeps going and going. And I suffered through a lot of, ugh, little injuries but a few big ones um and ultimately it was like this is not it's been six years you know, people stay there for a long time but like my body I just couldn't do it so I had two really bad back injuries and that I I fought through them for about a year and then it was kind of like this is just this is not worth it anymore and again I think dance goes in different waves and stuff and and this was at a time where it's like I don't not in it anymore like mentally and whenever I talk to like some of my friends I'm always like oh like if you see me dancing now I feel like it means I'm sad and I'm trying to like you know get back into I don't necessarily like dance when I'm happy which sounds quite weird and maybe I should like look into that a little bit more but but like if i'm like if i go to a studio and dance it's because i'm sad and i'm trying to like get out of it if that makes sense um i didn't dance for a while after i retired i just like physically couldn't do it i still can't do it like if i teach a class and i'm like on reel all the time i'm like um i need to leave immediately <laughs> because my ankles are killing me like and and my back is so bad my sleep suffers every single night it's i've i've just noticed that you know, the career that I had is the reason why I I can't sleep at night or like, I can't, you know, do certain workouts anymore. Like, so I I gave up my body for that and now I pay for it in my everyday life. And that also psychologically, I think messes me up a little bit just because it's like, I grew up doing this thing every single day and gave up my whole life for it, but it's so painful. Like, so how do you, I kind of had to make the decision, like, how do I give up that whole life that I that I grew up doing, and that's the only thing I know. I wasn't didn't play sports, like didn't you know? That's the only thing I grew up doing. It's the only thing I know, and I think a lot of people um have that too. They're kind of like, well, if if you don't find yourself dancing after high school, it's kind of like, well, where do I go? You know, if you don't want to go into college for anything, if you don't if you don't know what you're doing, it's like because well, you've done this forever, so now you know, nobody knows a lot of stuff. And it, it's me, I don't, I don't know anything other than dance. And and I'm trying to to break out and, and get back into it a little bit. But I go through waves of, ah, oh, I want to go dance and stuff. And then I, I don't because I can't do it. And then I'm just kind of like, well, I'm not as, as good in my head as I used to be. So I don't even want to see myself like not be good. You know, it's, it's, I think a lot of people suffer that. But uh, when I do dance, I'll like record a video and I'm like, oh, sometimes I got it and then other times I'm like what am I what am I doing you know like it's it's hard to watch like you not be as good as you used to be and I think that's with everything but it's frustrating so I think a lot of a lot of my friends kind of suffer weird dance problems and and again it's it's not the same industry as it used to be and so it's kind of like what do you do? You know, if you didn't, I'm so lucky that I, that I had that career and then I got to perform for that long. But if you don't, like, what do you do and how do you stay in it? And how do you, you know, stay committed? And so it's very hard to, in in your adult life to stay, you know, with your love of dance and it, and it comes and goes for me right yeah. now. I think I'm like, I, I would like to go back into it. Um, just like, practicing stuff like I still I'm weird and I have to work out every day and I have to like do certain things not like test myself see if I still have a good balance like I'm like do I still have it sometimes I do sometimes I still have it but um
0: yeah it goes in ways I think with everything yeah I feel that yeah I know whenever I graduated from high school which was a a while ago but um I wasn't initially gonna dance in college and I like there was like a year period where I was like emotionally like unwell because I didn't realize how much of an outlet it was for me um which makes perfect sense looking back but then I was like distraught like I was like oh god like I can't dance I don't know what do I do um but yeah I don't even yeah I don't even know why it like messes with you as much as it does but that's so real (laughs) Um, okay. So uh, me personally for this next question, um, which is what are your future dance goals? I'm thinking like, like, I know you've already talked about like how you've been teaching, but, um, anything like down the road too, injuries aside, like if you could choose, um, you know, like whenever I, I have like this dream, I've like written it down in my notes that whenever I like become a mom and like have kids, like I want to like do like ballroom competitions and like compete with like, 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 Uh I've never done that before. Like, I've only done, like, CEO and, like, drill team. Like, I want to, like, branch out and do that. So, like, that's, like, my 40-year-old idea. So, like, do you have any ideas like that? What's your plan for dance in the future? (laughs) That is – that's – I
1: love ballroom, first of all. Like, I used to look at it all the time and just, like, the costumes and the tan. Like, it's just – it's so good. Um, That's a really good question. A hard question, too. I – I still choreograph. I still teach that'll never go away. I'll always do that. I want kids very soon also. Um, And it's so funny. My sister and I kind of like argue a little bit, um, I want, I want my child to do rhythmic. And she's always like, why? Like, do you not know how traumatizing it is? And I'm like, yes, I do actually. And I, I would like my kid to do that. Um, don't want my kid to dance for some reason, but she she wants her kid to dance. It's, it's funny, we're like opposite. Um, other than that, nothing good really. I feel like I, I, I hit my mark. I did it. The LA scene is, you know like it's it's different I don't really want to be in any videos or, or whatever anymore I think I just want a family and a lot of people laugh at me for that because I'm 26 and everyone's like what and I'm like no like I'm telling you guys this is what I want I've done everything I've traveled I've taught overseas I've I've literally done everything that I wanted to do and I think that that's like my next step um being a rhythmic mom I would like to do that just seeing just seeing my sister do it all and uh like you know giving someone else that life is what I'm interested in doing because I had it and I'm yeah I'm done with it so yeah I love your ballroom, ballroom right? competition.
0: I'm very excited like, I was always, you know, it's like 20 years down the road <laughs> I was always
1: like a ballroom though like I was like
0: I can do it
1: and it's like literally not correct at all like I'm just like hitting the pose and saying it's ballroom and definitely not
0: (laughs) no in my head I'm a great ballroom dancer but I've never taken a class don't know the technique couldn't tell you but in my head I'm really good at it so I feel like that'll translate right (laughs) um okay final question if you could give one piece of advice to someone trying to make it in the dance industry what would it be
1: That's a good one good questions today um I we have a little family saying between my mom's sister and I and it's like always believe my sister had it uh like sewn into her ribbon when she was completing always believe I have a watch that has that engraved in it and it's just like our family saying and and you know it's so cheesy but it just takes one person to say I believe in you for you to be like, ah, like, you're right. If if nobody else does, my mom does, or like my friend does, or even like yourself, you know, you can believe in yourself as much as you want, but sometimes it just takes one person to be like, you can do it. Like, why are you afraid or whatever, you know? So I, I just remember my mom would always say to us, like, I believe in you. And, and with that, you know, you can do so many things. And, and, and like I said, you know, you can believe in yourself and you should believe in yourself. And it's important to, to do that. But just having one person believe in you, um, you know, you could go so far. And, and I know it also sounds cheesy, but like working hard is so underrated. Um, I see, even when I was growing up, but I see little kids now and, you know, I'm like, do you even like dance? Like, or are you just doing it because your mom signed you up? You know, like there's kids like that who, like I said earlier about being financially well off and, and that's nobody's, it's not the kid's fault, you know, but that kid could work so hard and 10 times harder than the kid who's always at every single convention. And I'm like, well, this kid likes dance and is working hard and this kid doesn't. So the, the benefit of working hard is so underestimated. Um, and I think that that is something that people forget in everyday life, you know, it's one of those things, but, but if you want something, you will do whatever it takes to get it i'm i'm big like how you said you wrote in your journal about you know doing whatever after you after you're done i think you know manifesting is so underrated also um and really like it's one thing to write down i want to do this like i want to win first of all it's one thing to do that but like to put in the work is what's that kardashian thing she's like put in the work you have to put in the work to to act do you know the stuff and working hard is is such a lost cause lately that it's something I think people need to get back into so always believe in yourself and working hard they're like the most cliche things ever but but truly they're so valued yeah they're so valued and and even with, not even in dance, but in any job, like when you work hard, you will get what you want. And and believe, I could talk forever about this. I'm so sorry. But believing that you will get what you want is also a really good value to have, you know. And and I remember sometime a while ago, someone said, like, well, why not you? And so believing, like, yeah, why not me? Why Why wouldn't I get that? Why wouldn't I, you know, be this? Why wouldn't I... I get all these things because I deserve them. So why not me? And I think kind of like translating that to everyday life, like, you know, why not me? So
0: Mm -hmm. I could really, (laughs) right. Yeah, no, I can do pageants. And what you just said reminded me of, um, our Miss Universe who just gave up her crown—it was like a month ago—and her name's Arbany She's from Texas, and the Texas girls—I so just love her. Um, but she like her whole thing was like, "If not now, then when," and that's—I mean—essentially the same thing. And it's so good.
1: <laughs> it's it's very true. Um, side note: I love Texas. Oh my gosh, my best friend, she cheers for the Dallas Cowboys, and I'm, I'm from the-
0: Dallas. That's perfect. I love that. Dallas. I know that's
1: so off topic, but I literally love Dallas. So. <laughs>
0: Hello. <laughs> Yay. well thank you so much Hayden for coming on you were so sweet to do this and take time out of your day I know you're crazy busy to come chat right. and, you know give your awesome advice and wisdom on the podcast so I so appreciate you and I know I learned so much even though I've been dancing for forever I feel like I still learned more about the dance industry so I so appreciate you yeah. yeah yeah refresh you're a little refresher there you know <laughs> so thank you so much for coming on and I will see the rest of you guys on our next episode bye y'all